Watching TV. I'm out of shows to binge watch at this point. <laughs> I'm actually taking recommendations. <laughs> Netflix, Hulu, Stars, HBO Now, HBO Go, anything. What you doing, Giada? God, I'm afraid to say, y'all. <laughs> you got a man? I've been drinking, so my um, alcohol <laughs> intake has increased tremendously. <laughs> um, and I've been watching murder shows. And that's basically it. Why you like murder shows? I, I mean, I'm just intrigued by it. But, you know, the aftermath is I'm scared to go to sleep. So, it's been affecting my work life because now, you know, I'm sleepy at work. But it's okay. Is your light bill going up? Oh, no. I, I pitch black. I'm scared in the dark. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, you just tough it out, sis? Yeah, I just close my eyes. Oh, wow. Yeah. My light bill would be high. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's my update. Nothing much has changed since last month. Jamie, you doing anything? Girl, my life is a hot mess. <laughs> that girl decided to start a new job during quarantine. I'm essential. You are. Oh, <laughs> I am too. I feel good. Y'all essential? I mean, we not unemployed. Essential from home. Yeah, I'm essential <laughs> from the house. <laughs> The, let's make that clear for now. I, I can't go nowhere else. God knows, don't call me at all. <laughs> but okay, so the book of the month was You Are a Badass How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life by the author Jensen Cheryl. So, Erica, tell these people what this book was about. Well, the book is basically about the title. The title describes it all. Like. How to get your life together. Yeah, it's, it's a self-help uh, book about how to get your life together, and how to reach your potential, and all that good stuff. Yeah, and there were some smaller topics, which we are going to go over. So, first topic, manifesting. So, she talked a lot about manifesting your dreams, your goals. You can speak things into existence. That's very true. Positive words. Put them out there in the universe. Yeah. In her words. Yeah. She talked a lot about the universe in this book. What you put in the universe is what you get back. I say what I put in them prayers is what I get back. Bless the Lord. Oh, yeah. my soul. And <laughs> all that's what that means. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we hear a lot in the book, she talks about the universe. But we are all Christian at this table. So instead of universe, we put God whenever she talked about universe. Just like Jamie said. What you give to the Lord is what you get back. Amen. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, y'all got any examples? Anything y'all trying to manifest in life? Well, we're trying to manifest this podcast. So, 
I'm gonna put it out there. This is a successful podcast. Yeah, and that's what's gonna be. That's what's gonna I be. I think we've been doing pretty good. Sticking to a schedule of putting out, you know, the book of the month, mm-hmm. putting out a podcast per month. Actually, like two. Yeah. In these last couple months, editing. Yeah, we're doing pretty good. So our podcast blowing up. And what's something I'm trying to manifest for myself? Oh, singing. I've been taking my lessons and singing in public, at church, and I even sung at a family engagement. So, your girl is a singer. I'm actually about to add that to my bio on Insta. Manifest, sis. Manifest. <laughs> well, she said in the book, um, acts and you will receive. And I also saw, I think it was a clip from Steve Harvey's show, where he was saying, like, when he was living out of his car and he wasn't being successful... It's like he took a moment to actually ask for what he wanted, and then it became. So it's like if you don't ask God for what you want, or you're not praying or working towards what you want, then it's not going to happen. When I think of manifesting, I think about where the Bible says, um, write the vision and make it plain. Mm -hmm. And so I think if you do want something, you have to write the vision out, make it plain, and then you have to put forth the effort. You know, like, God can't work with nothing. You got to give him something to work with. You know, so, like, that to me is what manifesting up means. Or you can't just keep saying things. You actually have to put these words into actions. It's like, if you have an opportunity to make a big leap towards something that you want, go for it. But a lot of people have to take baby steps. So just make sure that you're staying consistent and actually not just sitting there waiting for it to happen. Yeah, and it also talked about making a vision board. So whatever your dream is, make a vision board on it. Put it like in your bathroom, somewhere you're gonna see every day. Your bedroom, on the refrigerator, just so every day you're reminded of this vision. So like you get up in the morning, like I don't really feel like doing nothing today, but then you look at your vision board and you're reminded, okay, this is what I'm working towards. Another part of manifesting is positive affirmations. Just like you have your vision board, you can write positive affirmations on sticky notes. Like, I'm a great person. I'm going to be successful. I'm going to be a millionaire. And just write those around the house and you'll see those sticky notes to remind you. Or just stopping and before you go into work, do your positive affirmations. And it just helps your work day go smoother. Or just like before you're about to do something that you're nervous about, just take a moment and give yourself those positive affirmations. And it just helps get rid of the fear that you might have. And just like, okay, I know I can do this. Or to think of, like, the opposite, negative affirmations. Say you're nervous about doing a performance and you're standing backstage and you're saying, I can't do this, yeah. I'm not ready, I'm going to sound bad. Why would you expect to have a good performance mm-hmm. if you're throwing all that negative energy in the mm-hmm. air? Get yourself mentally prepared for something so that you can actually make it happen. Yeah. yeah. And it also leads into there's power in the tongue. There's power in the things you say. There's power in the things that you think. So if you think that you're not successful, you're not going to be successful. But if you think that you're successful, then there's a better chance of being successful. Yeah, that's so true. Okay, so next we're going to talk about fear versus potential. What are you guys' thoughts on this? Can you elaborate what you mean, sis? Are you fearful about doing something? Like, has fear held you back from reaching your potential? If you're afraid to do something at 25 years old, 10 years later, you know, are you going to have regrets? Like, what if I wasn't afraid? Where could I have been by now? You know? 
What are you guys' thoughts? Or do you have any examples that you would like to share? Um, I think for me, the older I get, the less fear I have when going towards like things that I actually want. Like you almost want to do what society would say is good and society yeah. would be proud of you for achieving. Not saying that going to college is a bad thing, but it's like at that time in my life, that was like the only track that I could see for myself. Yeah. It's like I'm going to college as soon as I graduate from high school versus just doing things that you want to do. So like starting a podcast, singing, playing music, um, more like on the creative side. So I would say the older I get, the less fearful I am of going towards things that I want versus things that I think would be acceptable. Mm-hmm. So I'm at a good space right now. A good balance, too, because I'm actually doing both, you know. I know for an example for myself, in like a previous business adventure that I had, I realized that I have a lot of fear. And like my mentor at the time just sat me down and it's like, you have to figure out like, where's your fear originating? So like, I'm scared to do this. So you sit down and you break it down. So why are you scared? What causes you to have this fear? Where did this fear come from? And then when you sit down and you face that, that fear isn't really that big. For me, my fear is not being successful. So just in my past, I've always been the smart girl and just like being able to be successful. Like anything that I've really put my mind to, I've been successful. So if there's anything new that I want to start, I'm like scared because I'm like, I don't want to fail. So Mm -hmm. if I feel like there may be some chance of failure, then that kind of holds me back Mm -hmm. from wanting to do something. So that's the fear that I realize I have and I have to get over it. It's like, okay, well, maybe I won't be successful at that one thing, but what lesson can I learn from it? Maybe I'll fail at that, but then it helps me to say, okay, well, maybe this is what I'm better at, and then find something else to do that may have been better than the first goal in the first place. So I love to sing. I think the fear of, like, stage fright has always been a thing in my past, but now I feel like I have a bigger fear of you know, become like 35, 40 years old and regretting the fact that I've always been able to sing and I never put it to use. So I think that now I have a fear that's outweighing the fear that I've always had. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, now or never, sis, for me, it's like, yeah, I could keep pushing it off for another five years, trying to tell myself that I'll start singing when I feel ready. It's like, girl, you're going to never be ready. Just throw yourself out there and if you have a bad performance, okay, practice and try it again. So, um, yeah, fear, I feel like that's something a lot of people deal with and struggle with. Mm-hmm. But it's like you have to just take a risk. If you truly want something, you'll take that risk. Yeah, I feel like all of us have fears. Everybody has just their own particular fears. You're taught to not take any risks. Like, you need to do it the safe way. Like, go to college, get a job that's safe. Like, I became a nurse because I know there's always going to be jobs out there to be a nurse. I've always had other dreams, but I didn't do those at the time because they just weren't the safe route. But I've always been taught, do the safe route. And then maybe if that safe route happens, then you can go follow your dreams. But we've been taught since kids to... Just not dream. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, you know, some people would say it's like reality sets in. Mm-hmm. But it's like your reality is what you make of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's something that we're taught as kids, which kind of sucks. But it's like it's up to you to change what your reality will be. Yeah. And um, I remember Taraji Pinson sharing the story where I believe she only had like $700. She was 26 years old. 
you know, that's old. As far as you like following your dreams, that's what society says. And she moved to LA with a child and that's another obstacle. They're just like, you're done when you have a kid. And she said she remembered just thinking like, don't allow people to project their fears onto you. Mm-hmm. I've gotten to a point now where if I'm going to do something big, I don't share it with small-minded people. Mm-hmm. And that's because they'll talk you out of it. Then you start second-guessing yourself. Then you don't do it. And I remember having a mentor, and my mentor told me it's never the right time. You're never going to have it together. There's not a starting point. There's not a go. There's not a feeling. Like, you just have to do it. And I think you rob yourself when you're fearful and you're not doing things that you want to do. And you end up, like, regretting a lot and basically angry with yourself, you know? And if you think about where these fears stem from, it's like, what are we so scared of when it comes to chasing your dreams? It's like, I know for some people it may be, like, sacrificing financial security. Mm -hmm. Which is big, like, you should have somewhere to stay, and you want to keep your car, and you want to be able to feed yourself, have gas to get to, like, your regular job, while you're also doing something to work towards your dreams on the side. But for other people, it may be judgment from others. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're not going to have it all the way together when you first pitch an idea, Mm -hmm. but in 10 years, are you going to be more happy with yourself if you pursue it and fail, or... If you never tried it because you allowed, like, the judgment of other people to stop you from chasing your dreams. I guess that leads into the book and how it talked about, like, failure. And then it gave us some examples. So do you guys want to share some of those examples? So she talked about Michael Jordan and him not being able to make the team that he wanted to make in high school. And just, like, if he would have stopped there, who knows what would have happened. Or... Well, just another example that I know, um, Oprah, just like she had got fired from her first news anchor job. And there's so many different stories of the famous successful people that we know. So it's like everybody that's successful is going to fail. Or I saw a quote before, and it's just like the most successful people are the people who had the most failures because they take the most risks. And when you take a risk, there's a chance of failure. But if you're never going to be successful if you're scared of failing. And I think in this day and age, we compare ourselves a lot to what we see on social media. But you have to realize that people aren't broadcasting their failures. Yeah. Yeah. What you see online is what people are achieving. Mm-hmm. So you just you can't like live by these fears and sh- don't compare yourself too much. Yeah. Just like people that are influencers on YouTube and Instagram, YouTubers, they show when they got this big makeup deal. But, like, they don't show maybe there was something that they tried to do that didn't come through. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they, like, reached out to some makeup brand and they said, no, I'm not going to work with you. They're not going to broadcast that. So you just, like, have to know that they are successful and there are great success stories out there. But behind every success story, there's multiple failures. Yes, I agree. That's true. Whenever you're trying to accomplish a goal, you have to just know, okay, I'm going to fail. And you have to just be able to say, okay, I failed this time, but I'm going to keep continuing. I'm going to keep working on my goal. I'm not going to let this one failure stop me. Like, let that failure be fuel to your fire. Or if you want to be very proactive, you can go ahead before you go for something. You can say, if it works out, this is what I expect. If it doesn't work out, where am I going to go from there? You know, so it's not like your whole world falls apart if you don't achieve something that you go for. 
if they tell me no, then this will be the next thing or the next company that I try to book something with, you know? I read a, um, another book. I can't remember what the name of the book was, but it was a famous baseball player, and he had tried out for a team, and the guy just told him, like, he didn't make the team just because he wasn't, like, he just wasn't a hard, he wasn't a go-getter. Like, he just came, did what he had to do, and then he left. He just did the bare minimum. He didn't try to do anything more than that. So whenever he didn't make that team, he talked to that coach, and that coach told him. And from that failure, he said, okay, this is how he perceived me at that time. Then I'll make sure the next time that doesn't happen. So the next time he made sure he was, like, the first one there. He worked harder than anyone else there, and he made that team. So like, that's a lesson you can learn whenever you fail. Maybe if it's a job interview or some type of business venture, sit and think to yourself, like, why did I fail this time? What did I do this time that next time I'll make sure I don't do? So next time I am successful. Yeah. So just use every failure as a lesson. Yeah, it's a, it's like never, it's, it's bad to give up because I always think, like, the moment you get, give up, that could have been, like, the moment something crazy happened with your business. Like, you know, it could have... Something huge could have happened, but because you just said, like, this like, this ain't working out for me. You gave up, like, too quick, and now it's almost like you got to start all over again, you know? Don't give up, sis. You could do it. Like, anything you put your mind to, you could do it. So what does money mean? She talked about, like, your views on money and how your views of money were shaped. Like, say you have parents who don't value money then you'll grow up to, you know, not value money either. Or um, if you learn people with money or having money is a bad thing, then that'll always be your view. And so every time you think of money, you'll think of negative things uh, versus like uh, thinking of money in a positive light. And when you think of money, you think of, I wrote down things like um, having nice things like clothes and shoes or freedom, being able to travel Versus somebody thinks of money and they think of, like, all problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're taught that money is bad and people that have money are bad and people that want money are just greedy and do bad things with the money. I just feel like that's taught to us so we don't try to become rich or just, like, we're okay with our normal, mediocre lives. So I don't, like, I definitely don't think that every person that has money is bad. There's people that have money and they start foundations and they donate and they help people. So just, like, because you want money and you want to be successful doesn't mean you're a bad person. You can want money. You can want more. And it doesn't mean you're just being greedy. Because wanting more is just, maybe it's to help take care of your mother. Wanting more is be able to send your kids to college or have security for your family or wanting more may be able to start a nonprofit organization. So wanting money and success doesn't have to be a bad thing. What was that quote you said earlier? I've been told before that one of the most selfish things is just having enough money for yourself. Because when you just have enough money for yourself, you don't have any money to help anyone else. One thing that stuck out to me is something I've tried to do is not to ask advice from someone that's not equipped to give it to you, almost like the wrong person. I guess I look at it like, why would I go to someone that doesn't do well financially for advice? Or why would I go to someone about, you know, increasing my credit when their credit is trash? Or why would I go to someone if I were married for advice and they're not married? So just different things like that. I think that's important. Well, 
I know it's important um, to be around like, well, not like-minded people, but like if you want to be a millionaire, try to be around millionaires. Mm -hmm. Or if you want to own a business, be around business owners, be around people that can add to you. I've heard a saying, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yes, I heard that. And and clearly, guys, I'm not the smartest in the room. (laughs) So I think I'm where I need to be. Well, but thank you for so. throwing out that saying. I was thinking of that quote, Erica. You read my mind. See, I'm not the smartest in the room, so now I can light up. I'm in the right room. But even just being around y'all, I feel like this is the first time that I've been around people who are like completely like-minded. Yeah, It's like you are good as far as the job you have, and you are pretty stable financially, but you're also... A dreamer you know and you want more for yourself and it's just like we talk about stuff like marriage and financial security and uh just owning a nice home and stuff like that so it's like just people who have aspirations i think it's important to have those type of people in your circle versus being in a circle of people that's just like girl you ain't gonna never have nothing girl he cheating but you should stay because ain't nobody else out there yeah. You know, you don't want to be surrounded by people like that because then you start thinking like them yeah. and you start feeling stuck. So yeah. I'm happy with where I am today. And then it's also important to have a mentor, just someone that's where you want to be. Or if you see somebody doing something that you're also interested in and you know deep down in your heart that you could do it better, do not let that scare you away. Mm-hmm. From doing what you want to do or like doing something that you know you'll love. There's money out there to be made for everyone. Yeah, like I was telling you, Jamie, earlier today, like imagine if Rihanna would have said, I'm a musician, so maybe I don't need to tap into the beauty world. And I'm not going to put Fenty out because there's already enough, you know, things out. And she put that out, and now that's like one of the biggest makeup brands, you know. But like imagine if she would have not. And I'm sure she had like mentors and stuff. And then you have small-minded people like maybe you should just stay in this lane. Mm-hmm. But I guess that that goes back to what Erica says. Like you should have a mentor, you know, that's able to guide you and critique you and help you along the way. So I think that is important. Or even if you have those days of doubt where you're actually thinking those thoughts yourself. Like I'm a musician. What I know about beauty, but this idea keeps coming back mm-hmm. to you. It's worth a shot. Like, take a risk. Mm -hmm. There are people who are musicians that probably try to go into the beauty world, and we ain't never hear anything about it. Or it blew up and then failed very quickly. Mm -hmm. But it's like, them in their minds, they're probably proud of themselves because they tried. So it's like, you you can't let fear of failure keep you from doing what you want to do. I saw this meme today and it said, none of us never said like, oh, I'm not going to go to Burger King or In-N-Out or like another burger place just because I went to McDonald's. So So there's many places to go get burgers from and they all are serving the same thing. Burgers, fries, shakes, but they all are successful in their own right. And it's all about confidence Mm. because like McDonald's does not have the best burgers. Nope. You can't reheat their fries. (laughs) Never. Are they even fries? At that point, they like little pieces of straws. <laughs> but like, we go. Cardboard. They're cardboard, yeah. And I choke on them, but sometimes I just eat them when I... Because I don't cook, guys. But <laughs> you, I'm a go. 
I've been disappointed. I've gone to get a McFlurry in it and the ice cream, you know, the ice cream machine down. But I'm still there. So, guys, it's all about confidence and being consistent. Come on. I'm trying to tell you. Or, I mean, if you think about it, you might love cookout to death. You go on vacation to the West Coast, ain't no cookout. But you going to find somewhere to get a burger. There's room for you and your success in this world, sis. Make that money. Don't let it make you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway. (laughs) On to um, another topic that I want to talk about. And it's have everything but not feeling fulfilled. So, have you guys, like, prayed for something and God give it to you? But that's just not enough. Now it's something else you need, you know? Or you look at somebody else's life. And you're doing pretty good. But because you don't have what they have, you don't feel fulfilled. What are you guys' thoughts on that? I think that's very common in our day and age and just with social media. So I guess it goes back to not comparing yourself to others. Yeah, um, I think I prayed for a tall man one time. Okay. And I got him and he was an idiot. So, I mean, (laughs) you just, I don't know if I need to be more specific. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you took it out of my mouth. I'm like... Maybe we need to provide the details to God. All the way, like stuff we absolutely have to have because I love seeing things out. And um, that tall man ain't do it for me. And I'd rather be alone than with that tall man because I can't do no idiots. So, yeah. Oh, God. But, yeah, I got what I wanted. I got exactly what I asked for. Yeah. And did I feel fulfilled, sis? Nope. 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 Well, I'll say, like, in a lot of people's standards, like, I'm successful. I went to college, got a job in my field, doing good in my field. But me, I just know this isn't my stopping point. I can provide for myself. I'm good, but I know I want more. I I know that God didn't put me on this earth with all the intelligence that I have to just be where I am. You see your own potential. Yeah. And I guess I want to clear that up because I feel like when I say not feeling fulfilled, like, you can be inspired by people, but I feel like you shouldn't be, like, don't beat yourself up. Like, you can look at people and be inspired, but don't, like, tear yourself down because you're not where they are. You have to realize that you might say, oh, my gosh, I really want the life of Beyonce. Yeah. If you got it tomorrow and you had to do all the work Beyonce has to do, you probably wouldn't feel fulfilled. No. You know, so you have to figure it out for yourself. Yeah. It's not all about money. Yeah. It's not like at the end of the day, you do want to make money. We need money to live. Yeah. I mean, that's a fact. But are you mentally satisfied? Yeah. And Jamie, you said like earlier, just like everyone has different different things that helps fulfill them. Some people just like their fulfillment is being a mother. And they don't need to be some successful person or they don't need to be a millionaire. They're okay with being a mother and that what fulfills them. Everyone is different. Nowadays, being an entrepreneur is a thing. And like people try to make you feel bad if you don't want to be an entrepreneur. But it's like everybody isn't meant to be an entrepreneur. We need every job field out there. We need people to work at McDonald's. We need people to work at Walmart. We need people to be nurses. Or just like the people I'm around, I would say... That just like at my old job, just discussions I would have with the different people I work with. It's like, 
Me personally, I knew that wasn't my stopping point in a career. Mm -hmm. But then there are other people that are mapping out years in that job or like people that have been there before me that have been there years and they're satisfied. They're happy with where they are. So it's just like they're fulfilled. I didn't feel fulfilled. So therefore, I moved on to what I feel like is a better job. Or I put a lot of emphasis on where I want to be career-wise. So I'm 25. I don't have a husband. I don't have children. Some people are so happy with their lives, maybe working a job that doesn't make enough to fulfill me, but they're happy because they're going home to that husband or they're already a mother at my age. So different people have different goals, and you have to understand that don't let anyone make you feel bad about what makes you feel fulfilled. Yeah, that's something I had to learn because the person that you guys described was me. So, like, I would look at people and say, like, you're settling. You don't want anything out of life. But then as I've gotten older, I would look at people that worked somewhere for 40 years. I'm like, I could never work anywhere for 40 years. And so then I just had to, I remember one time my grandma just told me, maybe that's just what they want to do. And I was like, but you don't understand. Like, you guys are settling. She was like... Maybe that's what they want to do. Maybe they want to work until they get older and retire, you know? And so who am I to tell them that you're settling or you haven't fulfilled your potential? Like, maybe that's what they was put on earth to do. So, like, do what makes you happy and, you know, do what makes you feel fulfilled. So, well, just like I said, I felt like I'm successful by some means. Like, another person may look at me and say, you're 29 years old, you don't have a husband. Yeah. You don't have any kids and yeah. think that I'm like not successful or I'm not happy or I'm lonely because I don't have a husband and kids. It's like, I feel successful. I feel fulfilled in the moment that I am now. I know there's more, but I'm not just like, oh, I'm not successful because I don't have a husband and a child. Like, but it's going to come be- when it comes. That's because that's their fulfillment. Yeah. yeah. They probably are basing their success in life on whether or not they've been able to find a husband and conceive. Yeah. But it's like, then you look at them on the other hand, and they're making $17 an hour. You would never want that for yourself. So, I mean, everybody's going to have their opinion. So, you really just have to, like, shut out the noise and think, what do I want for myself? And that is really a tough thing for you to come to a conclusion on. Because it's like, your mom has an opinion for you. Your friends have an opinion for you. Social media has an opinion for you, but you never stop and think, what do you want for yourself? Yeah. I think it all boils down to everyone has their own definition for success. Like, what I define as success is not necessarily what you define as it. So, that's how I feel. And I'm not having no kids. I'm not. No, I'm going to have some. They daddy going to come along. But I'm just saying, I'm 25, and that is not what I'm stressed about. You know, I'm actually stressed if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually saying, God, I didn't finish that prayer either. Like I'm stressing about, I'm stressing about what I'm gonna eat tomorrow, not who I'm, who else I'm feeding. So, okay, so moving on to another topic. Um, she talked about procrastination in the book, and I know that's a big thing for me. Mm. I've procrastinated. For as long as I can't remember. My mama told me I procrastinated coming out the womb. I I was a procrastinator before I was thought of. (laughs) Like that that, my name is Gianna Procrastination Reigns. Like that that's me. Like and I don't like I don't know why I pressure myself. I think she said this in the book, like 
you'll press like you'll be so stressed out trying to reach a deadline when you had so much time to yeah. to do it and i would literally sit up there and be like i don't know i'm gonna get through this but i had the time to do it yeah so off about it like you ain't do it <laughs> i literally don't think in college there was ever a time where i had a paper due that i didn't start one or two nights before yep ever and stressed myself out every time and be mad at myself every time but I, i'm gonna do it the next time. meanwhile it's people in the class that's like oh yeah i finished my paper a week early I know one time in college I had a project due and I worked on it like maybe two hours before it was due and it was like a project we're supposed to work on the whole semester. And when I submitted it, my teacher was like, I put, like, I counted down on you because I know that there's some mistakes in there that if you didn't do this the night before, you wouldn't have made those mistakes. I said, oh. Well, that was my whole college career. (laughs) I'm like, paper? What paper? awful and it it has followed me through you know my adult life i do it for work i do it all the time and it's it's not beneficial in any way guys i would say i'm the most like i'm the biggest procrastinator probably at this table i used to be like i feel like i should look at the syllabus something should be due by now paper due tonight at midnight okay (laughs) okay i knew i was missing something (laughs) but you get it done though now that's an art. But then you okay, I'm not promoting procrastinating, but you learn how to get some stuff together and real fast. Yeah. I procrastinate on every paper and I have never made less than an A on any paper I've ever turned in. Now that Erica, I cannot <laughs> People um, have make. different <laughs> People have different <laughs> levels of fulfillment. <laughs> and I was fulfilled with a solid B minus. Oh yeah! Oh y'all! Oh y'all better than me. <laughs> you couldn't give me a C, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> Look, sis, that's all I'm gonna say. But she is fulfilled. We are not promoting procrastination. No, this we're way. actually trying to tell you to stop doing it. It it really weighed heavy on me in college. Yeah, it stresses you out. But do you guys do it now as an adult? I do. Like yes, I, was, I still haven't learned my lesson, but as bad as in college? No. Absolutely not. No, because if I procrastinate like I did in college, I'd probably be homeless, you know, no car, you know, so. That's something she said in the book for procrastination, have an accountability partner. Did she say a mean person? Mean? I think she said a mean person. I said Jamie could be that for me. <laughs> I'm very mean about it. Yeah. I would be like, Gianna, why haven't you edited? Yeah. Why haven't you paid your car note? You won't have that. Tell me about that. <laughs> Just checking. Well, I Just procrastinate checking. you with my rent. My rent is not getting paid before the fifth. I have the first fifth. <laughs> really? Yeah, really? Yeah, really? I don't pay to the fifth. I get paid on the thirty first. It's coming out that night. <laughs> that's one thing. I don't play about my. I don't play about that. I'll be shaking in my boots, paying on the second. <laughs> I'll be like this. Oh God, they coming. They coming. They, they coming. coming. God knows. I'll be like, Oh Lord, the first is a Sunday. Is the second fine? Is the second fine? <laughs> no, I'm not doing uh, that. No, that do money look nice sitting in my account. So I'm gonna wait to the fifth. So you play mental games. <laughs> you okay? Well, you you better than me because if it sit there, it ain't gonna be there. <laughs> I'm just going and then ahead. I'm going to end up staying with one of y'all because I done spent that money at somewhere. <laughs> I said, something didn't look right. Lord Jesus. So, I'm going to go ahead and apologize to my nieces and nephews because your mama is going to procrastinate paying your field trip no. money. I'm going to work on it. 
I got to, like, because I might be the mama, like, you know, go pick up my kids at 5 o'clock when they got out of school at 3.30. <gasps> that was my life. <laughs> and you're not going to know where they at, because guess where they at? Auntie house. Uh-uh. <laughs> Jamie Auntie is coming. In high school, Jamie's father would pick her up, and he would drop, they would drop out three times, and I'm still at that school. <laughs> Field trips. I'm like, can you sign this permission slip? The day of. How much is it, Gianna? I can't go anymore. <laughs> like, so don't be that parent. Well, my parents weren't a procrastinator. It was me. I would keep my own field trip slip and not let them sign it. So then I got to get to school and forge my daddy's signature. I was just Wow, she's say. forging. Lord. <laughs> you lived a rough life. I can do my daddy's signature so well. I can't do my mama. So anytime I had to forge it. My daddy's signature. That's crazy. <laughs> Mama, I was forging your signature Wait. to go to the beach. So you forged your daddy's signature, Erica, and you forged your mom? mom I yeah. forged my mom, and I would check myself out of school. Yeah. <laughs> to go nowhere important. <laughs> no. To whom it makes... I just I, write notes. Erica needs to check out of school at 1 p.m. <laughs> Yep. Mine start off with to whom it may concern, just so it's like it sounds like professional. <laughs> and then I'll just put my mom name at the bottom so they wouldn't call home. I actually used to be writing my note on the way to the office. Please excuse Erica from school before yesterday. She had a stomach virus. <laughs> it got over in one day. In one day. They like they probably look at it and be like, wow. I guess that's excuse. I guess that's like believable. Just stop procrastinating, kids. Yeah, don't do it's it. It's not good for your health. Now, I'm still going to do it. But I'm going to try to better yeah, myself every day. Well, let's hold each other accountable, guys. Yeah. Because we're this is going to affect us when we get older. And she also talked about time, being on time, and wasting people's time. And that's something else I got to work on, y'all. Wasting people's time or being on time? You, If you're late, you're wasting people's time because they're sitting waiting on you. Yeah, I was waiting on you all day. Yeah. I'm late everywhere, y'all. It don't make no sense. I can't really work. Agree. I can't remember the last time I was on time for anything. I can't really talk about it. Um, I'm late everywhere. And I be so mad at myself. I'm like, Erica, why are you rushing? You literally was sitting here for two hours doing nothing. I actually be late going to bed. <laughs> do you guys like... Do, I don't know. I look at my watch, I look at my phone and I say I need to get ready. Start getting ready at this time. Mm-hmm. And then I say I'm going to lay down just a little bit longer. And then that little bit longer to... I think I want to take a nap real quick. And then now the person is waiting for me for like 20, 25 minutes. And it's actually very disrespectful. So I'm going to stop doing that. One day at a time, sis. If you got anywhere to be tomorrow, let's work on being there five minutes early. Work from home. (laughs) I'm going to wake up six minutes before the (laughs) clock. And she talked about one thing, we we didn't discuss this, but one thing I think is important. Try to do stuff in chunks. I know that for me... I'll like write out a to-do list and then I'll feel like I haven't accomplished anything the whole day because I didn't complete that to-do list. Mm-hmm. Like, and so maybe do things in chunks, maybe like take an hour out and do something or maybe like just do three major things in one day and then like maybe three things the next day. Don't try to do like everything in one day cause that's not possible. Yeah. So uh, a subject that she brought up basically in every chapter was love yourself why do y'all think she kept saying that i think that it's really hard to stay consistent when going towards something that takes work if you don't love yourself enough to want to do it so it's like 
if you have a goal and you kind of map out everything you have to do to achieve that goal and you start towards it and you come up towards an obstacle in your journey, it's really easy to give up, especially if you don't love yourself enough to know your worth and to know that you deserve it. Yeah, a lot of this is mind over matter. And if you don't love yourself, then you're just not going to have enough momentum to be able to get this stuff done because you're just probably going to be filled with fear and excuses like I don't deserve that I don't deserve success I don't deserve to be a millionaire I don't deserve to be happy which is never true everybody deserves the best for themselves but you have to want it for yourself God knows people can say oh you good at this you good at that you should be uh doing certain things and it's like it's not going to come to pass till I want it for myself yeah which is what I'm experiencing so it's like love yourself kids Mm -hmm. so do you all recommend this book so for me this is a self-help book which I feel like there are several out there on the market in today's world for me personally This isn't the first time I've heard a lot of topics discussed in this book. But I think that if this is your first self-help book, you'll learn a lot of, you know, necessary things to get you moving on the goals you might want to achieve. So I wouldn't say that I do not recommend the book, but there's other authors that you might find more relatable. So it just depends on you. Yeah. So for me, I've read a lot of self-help books and... uh, Like Jamie said, there wasn't anything in this book I've learned that I've never learned before. And just for me, this was a difficult read just because I don't really relate to the author at all. So I think there's more relatable authors out there. And there's books that are easier to read. And if you don't like cursing, this book is not for you. What about you, Gianna? Um, I would not recommend this book. The cursing was too much for me. (laughs) Really? I'm I'm joking. But... (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't know if I would recommend it to anyone. And definitely not the audio version. We listen to the audio book. I could only imagine how many pages this is in the actual, like, printed copy. Yeah. Um, I think there has to be other books that can get across the exact same points in less words. So, the concepts are good, just not this book. And with that being said, remember... Black girls read. Read, sis!